rdtdaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin. What's up? All right, guys. Nice to see you. I feel like it's been a it's been a day or two. How's everybody doing? I'm glad. All right, all right, wait, wait, wait. let's. Where am I going? Let me just uh, start where at the beginning. This is unapologetic liberal talk on the right side of history, decency, dignity, democracy, and high-pitched noise. Is that what you're saying? Something's wrong with the... Is something wrong with our stream? There's a high-pitched noise. Where? In my, in, I mean, I'm waiting for the people on the chat to respond. It's, there's a delay. So I can see if there's a problem here. You know? Uh, are we okay? What's going on? Can you guys hear me? Anybody out there? I know you're there. All right, you can hear me. Can you, you I, I see. Ed, are we okay? What's yes mean? Yes, we're okay? Or yes, you hear a noise? A high-pitched noise. I do have the air conditioning on because it's friggin' hot out. Maybe that's what's doing it. But I have to put it back on. That could be it. That could be it. There is a high-pitched noise. What the fuck is that? Oh, it's this. It's the goddamn fan. Yeah, it's the fan. I turned the fan off. The, it, you know, I the fan fell a couple of times. And some of the ball bearings <laughs> flew out of it. I didn't know where it came from. So maybe that's, um, I didn't, so I didn't put these, these ball bearings back in the fan. So maybe that's what's making it, giving it, you know, making it make that noise. Because I didn't know where they came from. So, but I knew they were something. They, need, they were needed for something. All right. I'm sure that sounds better. Because I did hear, I heard it. I heard it too. I heard yeah, yeah, I heard it. All right, good, good. I'm glad. All right, we're back. We're back with unapologetic liberal talk on the right side of history, decency, dignity, democracy. And as you guys can see, we have our producers are all in the chat room. So if you're on any other platform, come on over to youtube.com slash C for channel slash Buster. And uh, hang out with the greatest chat room in American history. I I think so. I mean, everybody else says says it as well. So it's not just me. That's an objective point of view. So um, yeah, I haven't. But what I was going to say, I haven't been able to do a show. Okay, whatever. We're here now. We live live in the moment. We definitely have our show tomorrow night as well at eight thirty. Um, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, so come back and uh, hang out on Friday night. So um, what else? I have to do some plugs. We're on, well, the show is on Rockfin, and that's pretty cool. And uh, I hate to say it, but FYI Nation is kaput. It's gone the way of, I don't know, I have to fix this camera. So, I don't know. I don't know if it'll ever be back, but that's what happens. Sometimes people just, they've had enough. 
they can't take it. <laughs> maybe I maybe that'll be me one day. One you know, we take it one day at a time, you know. Maybe I'll run out of uh I'll just be like that's the last time I ever say please become a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin, goddammit. And then, and the show goes dark. But anyway, whatever. In the meantime, we'll keep coming back because it works. If you work it, so work it. You're worth it and live it. And uh, we don't have much. I mean, tonight, you know what we're going to talk about, actually? Well, let me first. I'm sorry. I'm all over the place. This is what happens. This is why we need a daily show at a set time. I'm usually all over the place anyway, but when we're not <laughs> meeting, um, when it, you know, after a few days, it gets gets worse so um a, yeah aps radio news i mean as like like we say you know um uh i was gonna say well i feel bad for fyi nation i don't know what's going on i know i mean thomas runs that channel for many years and he just i think he needs a break but we can't give up we're not giving up so I'm not saying he gave up. He's taking emotional um, support, uh, I guess. I don't know. He needs emotional support. But anyway, all right. Who does it? So what was I saying? Yes. Oh, yeah. So we're on APS Radio News, and that's a newest affiliate, I guess. I don't know. What do you call it? Someone who uh, has the show on their channel. And I'm quite honored to tell you the truth that I've been invited to be on uh, APS Radio News. So not everybody can be, be on that channel. So go, well, please go there and please support APS Radio News because otherwise I'm, you're making me look bad. And <laughs> River says that I look good on the chat. Thank you, River. Very nice of you to say that. And thank you, Richard W., for your super chat. Another great show, Tara. I feel it. I feel it coming on. I feel a good Tara Buster coming on. And you know why? Because, um, I mean, I hate being um, proven right. You know, I always say it sucks to be right. I would love, I hate, I really do want to be proven wrong, right? Because of, of all the things I've been saying, all the warnings um, about how, you know, we can have democracy or concentrated wealth, but we can't have both or or how the um, well, the, I didn't make that up. Somebody I've been saying it, but, you know, that was Justice Lewis Brandeis. But also how the corporate media and it is of uh, I am of the opinion and there's studies to back this up now. But my opinion is that the corporate media is probably the worst thing that happened to this country. And we're, everyone laments how divided this country is. And they're not wrong. But how? How did it get so damn divided? Now, of course, we've always been, you know, trying to live up to the promises in a, in our founding documents and not be the hypocrites who who put those <laughs> those promises on paper right to actually to actualize 
the, these, uh, you know, the great ideals of the liberal age of enlightenment. But so we've had our struggles, but you know, all along, though they've really gotten worse in, I guess, in the entire time I've been alive. I don't know. I hope those two things aren't related. <laughs> it's all my fault. But it's really, you know, what happened? The Telecommunications Act of 1996. That's what happened. And that is really why, why we're in so much trouble. And so this morning, uh, you guys know that I, you know, one of my morning habits is, yeah, I don't smoke cigarettes. I don't do drugs. But I, I watch Morning Joe. I get my coffee and I sit there and I... And and I, I, I steam and, and stew and rant and rage sometimes. Other time, I mean, you, sometimes, for example, after the January 6th hearings, I appreciated watching them uh, really give it, to, you know, bring it to Trump and like the traitor he is. But that's not good enough of course uh you know one day out of uh, however many other days they've uh they've failed in their responsibilities to of the fourth estate um it doesn't you know that doesn't make up for it anyway they're they're still part of the problem so, but all right you know why I, I'm, I wanted to talk about what happened so what I saw, and really, we're going to break it down. And also because I wasn't the only one that picked up on this, and it's and that's why I love doing the show too, and love seeing you guys. Uh, I mean, seeing on the chat room and all, because uh, you know I'm not alone, right? This show uh, have, brings us together, and we we're not alone like when i'm wa when i was watching morning joe this morning they were talking about biden signing the student loan forgiveness right and that's what we're going to talk about today because the um the absolute ridic the it's ridiculous it's the hypocrisy the the un the unbearable hypocrisy of the right wing and all the conservatives and, and and even the democrats there's a few democrats hold on i'm gonna lower this we don't need that tonight the democrats who um suppose you know they they're left or they're the center the centrists is this going to how is this going to work out politically it's so unfair now this is what gets me and the unfairness bullshit, because we all know that these right wingers and conservatives and conservative, I mean, well, well, first of all, all right, all right. They wouldn't give it. They don't give a shit about unfairness, because if it was, if they did care about unfairness, we wouldn't be here. We wouldn't be under the tyranny of the minority. The. The, the 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 Supreme Court wouldn't be stocked with uh, un, unfit, illegitimate, dishonorable flunkies, right? That's unfair. You know, I saw Mitch McConnell. He was all about what this is so unfair, 
And I was like, what the hell? When did Republicans become such champions of fairness? Um, I guess the answer to that would be the the friggin' first of never. They don't give a shit about unfairness. And nothing, okay, nothing starts my day off worse than than seeing, whenever they, they, they have Steve Ratner on. I, I'm, do you guys know who this guy is? Steve, let me look. Uh, I should have gotten this ready. Steven Ratner. He's a car, some kind of affiliate, MSNBC, whatever, something, whatever they call it. Ratner. And I also want to, the reason I'm bringing this up too is I, 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 when I saw this segment on Morning Joe, I thought, oh my God. Because it, it gave me such a knot in my stomach that I was like, I have to do a bit on this tonight. We have to talk about this tonight. But then late, I didn't mention this to anybody, but a few hours later, I got an email from our, well, friend of the show, friend of me personally, and uh, M- Mike Malloy's education correspondent and really my, edu- the Tarabuster education correspondent by extension, uh, Kay Petrini sent an email about it. Send me an email saying, you probably saw the linked segment on Morning Joe. I don't watch the show. I listen to the podcast in the morning while I'm getting ready, uh, while I'm getting ready and drive to work. When I'm driving to work, right now I'm on leave, thank goodness. This morning I was listening to it while I was getting my dog's breakfast ready and when the segment came on I knew I was going to have to turn it off before it ended. First off, I've despised Stephen Ratner ever since he expressed his astonishment over a speech that Elizabeth Warren gave several years ago because, and she says, I'm paraphrasing, this is a quote, Who knew a teacher could communicate so well? Oh, right? Excuse me, asshole. What exactly do you think teachers do all fucking day? Anyway, Kay continues, Ratner's comments on the student loan forgiveness were totally in line with what I expected. But the other guest... Megan McCardle, that's another one they had on. They were both two, you know, forget both sides when they have an agenda, right? The, um, you know, we're, we're going to have two people that are like, this is a big, big mistake, and, we're, and let them go on for 20 minutes. She lamented that this program creates a fairness problem that's what they're going with you understand this is the detractors they ha- because they have nothing else they can't defend the unconscionable fact that education in this country since the, since the 80s since reagan urinated on us and told us it was trickling the education the co- the cost of education has gone up 169%, whereas the, I'm trying to remember these stats off the top of my head, Um, whereas the, um, you know, income, uh, you know, your income, our, the income that we earn to pay for things like loans uh, only rose 19% in that time. 
So, so something's out of whack here, of course. And we can go through all the other stats about how CEO pay, um, you know, uh, used to be 55 times the lowest paid worker. And now it's in the 400s. And the income disparity used to be the slightest in the industrialized world. And now it's the widest in the United States. So, and it only took... Reaganomics, it took government policy that kicked up and kissed, uh, that, that, excuse me, kicked down and kissed up. And that's it. The, if your government operates as an appendage to the affairs of billionaires, you're going to want to make education yet once more a provenance or province of the rich solely. And that's the system the founders overthrew which pisses me off that, you know, that's another thing that I never hear on corporate media, right? This, if you want to have a functioning democracy, so for all of the, because like these corporate media mouthpieces, they, I mean, they don't do real journalism, but they, they are saying the F word fascism, right? They're, they're talking about, many of them are so, talking about what a danger the, uh, the Republicans are to democracy itself, but they don't seem to want to connect the dots to how, how, how did we get a Trump, a fascist coup plotting scumbag, how are we fighting a fascist coup now? It's it, they they ride in <laughs> through the fissures of disunity caused by a government that works for doesn't work for the general welfare but for the corporate elite. That's how it comes. Any fascist system, they cannot. Um, it doesn't grow it doesn't thrive it doesn't survive when you have a functioning democracy and a function and i mean where you have an economically vibrant and upwardly mobile working class majority that's what it takes and education is one of the pillars of democracy how hard is it to say you know it's not about oh i okay well let me just finish we'll get into more of it but um I'll finish Kay's uh, email. So she says, uh, she's talking about this Megan McArdle woman who wrote an article for, which we'll go over, uh, for the Washington Post. Talks, and that's, that's the frame, that it's bad because of fairness. Now, they don't give a shit about fairness. If they did, as we know, we, where, where's the fairness of... I don't know, millions left out with no health care. Where's the fucking fairness of homelessness, of hunger in the, in the United States, of poverty? Why is, that, why is there a thing called the working poor in a country that is supposedly the richest country on earth, right? We're rich. Oh, we gotta, we're rich. A few people are rich. That's for sure. But... I mean, we're pretty poor in many other ways, spiritually. And I'm not talking about uh, Jesus, because no one hate nobody hates 
Jesus more than the right wingers. Jesus, they hate Jesus more than they hate democracy, and that's saying a lot. So she lamented. So talking about McCardle, this woman Megan McCardle, and Kay says she outdid him. She lamented that this program creates a fairness problem. A fairness problem? Did she and Ratner and the rest of them lament fairness? of Donald Trump paying 700 freaking dollars in taxes of corporations never paying their fair share or of the long line of tax breaks for billionaires that gets get through every Republican administration. No, of course not. Lamenting the unfairness of helping people who have become indentured to the predatory education loan industry is just one more indication of how sick and selfish this society has become after years of Republican messaging and dog whistling. And that is the goddamn truth. That's what it is. After years of Republican messaging. And how is that messaging getting out there? It's because of the corporate media. You know, concentrated corporate media. And it sounds like uh, corporate media, corporate, it becomes, it becomes a stereotype. But the fact is, we have six giant transnational corporations. Oh, they own our media. It used to, 30 years ago, 40 years ago, excuse me, 40, around, well, what, after the, te- it happened after the Telecommunications Act of 96. But before that, over 50 media companies. You know, that's better for democracy. But, you know, as we know, they don't, it's not, they're not in the business, they're not in the business of promoting, you know, of fulfilling their role as, as, you know, journalists. Because what does it take? Everything is like, everything is both friggin' sides. Both sides-isms. Constant. That's the that is the extent of journalism to the corporate media. Well, let's let's start. Let me see. Hold on a second here. So you all know what we're talking about. Let's let's play. Hopefully, I won't get dinged for copyright, but let's uh or get shut down so if the sh- channel gets shut down we know acronym, I- okay so here's the segment we'll scrub through some of it but see how how long i can stand it economic there are moral even legal arguments against forgiving student debt in this way last year even uh, in terms wait, of wait wait re- wait i hit the wrong button moral and le- even, year, mo- even moral moral it's not immoral for you know, to set your youth up for failure, right? How successful can a country be that churns out indentured servants to banksters? You're not educating people. You're churning out indentured servants. And then, I mean, how successful is it for the the people to, to think that... Um, you know, uh, somebody gets educated. That it, it's that it's an investment. We're investing in each other. So, 
I don't understand how hard that is to to understand. The person who might cure your disease, you know, uh, could right now be going to school on a Pell Grant. We just don't know. And that's the way it's supposed to be, right? In, a, in the so-called meritocracy, when it's not a meritocracy, as we know, anymore, if it ever were, was, of course not. Not for all. But th- they want to turn it back. They want to see this is it's part of destroying democracy to make education something that the rich do. Not, yes, just like, uh, what's his name? Romney said, you should get as much education as you can afford. And this, all right, let, let's keep going. Hold on. You'll see what I'm talking about in a second. The, the moral implication. I love this. And I love the fact, I mean, I'm saying love with, with quotes because I don't really love it. But I love that they... <laughs> Um, you know, they do this whole segment on fairness, fairness, really not a mention of the income disparity and upward immobility or the fact that the middle class slipped below 50% of the population in the past, you know, in the, in Trump's administration or that 80% live check to check, one-third can't retire. I mean, the unfairness of that. The unfairness. Unbelievable. How about the unfairness of the rich paying no taxes? Corporations paying no taxes. Of, like Kay mentioned, Donald Trump paying $700 honestly i thought it was i thought he paid zero if if he paid 700 that might have been for one year i know for a fact he received he was the biggest loser american taxpayer for the years that we know he 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 filed he didn't pay he paid nothing and he got a subsidy he got a return because he was a loser and is a loser so what about that unfairness? The unfairness that, I mean, that we've been hearing about forever. Um, Warren Buffett makes note of it, how he pays a lower tax rate than his secretary. What about that unfairness? I'm, you know, I mean, I'm all here. I'm here. If you want to talk about unfairness, I'm here. I'm with you. But don't give me this bullshit. At least have the goddamn courage of your convictions. Why is it that you really don't think it's a, it's a good idea for, uh, for student loans to be forgiven? It's not about, because it's not about what's fair. We know that. Why don't you just come out and say it? You don't want an educated populace. And if you do, you want them nice and and desperate and malleable and easily manipulated and in their place. Because that's what you're doing. I mean, that's that's the point. It was about unfairness. 
You know, I mean, like, forget about it. Freaking Mitch McConnell going on about unfairness? Are you effing kidding me? What about the unfair? I mean, we could go on. The unfairness of (laughs) blocking the American people, the American people's choice to pick a Supreme Court justice. You know, shitting on that. How about that unfairness? The unfairness of the freaking con man being, I don't know, uh, all of his, having all of his crimes excused incessantly. The unfairness. You know, nobody whines more about unfairness than people who, t- who are, who take advantage of the system. And I'm not talking about people getting student loan forgiveness. Or somebody getting an extra $15 in food stamps. You know, these fucking people. I'm talking about the Trumps of the world. No one whined about unfairness more than him. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we know. Life is unfair. This, it's so unfair. It is unfair. But not in the way he thinks it is. It's unfair that a tax-cheating, draft-dodging, America-hating, wannabe dictator has, I don't know, uh, has the attention of this freaking corporate media incessantly. That's unfair. It's unfair that the freaking tax-cheating, draft-dodging, wannabe dictator, fascist, Putin puppet, traitor became the so-called president despite receiving fewer votes. That's pretty freaking unfair. All right, I can't even get 20 seconds into this. Hold on. Speaker Nancy Pelosi said the president of the United States does not have the authority to cancel debt. People think that the president of the United States has the power for debt forgiveness. He does not. He can postpone. He can delay. But he does not have that power. That ha- oh, shut up, Nancy. That has to be an act of Congress. Well, whatever. Oh, well, let's all do what Nancy Pelosi says, right? You see, this is the thing I, I also hate about Republicans besides everything else. All right, you want to do what Nancy Pelosi says? Let's do it. Let's do it all the time then. All right? Let's do it all the time. But they'll pick and choose, just like everything. So they they scoured all of Nancy Pelosi's statements and found one that justified their their disgust that maybe working people will be uh, are getting a lifeline because that's something they can't abide. Right, I know. That was in July of last year, oh, a former well, top lawyer that, at the Department of Education under Barack Obama telling the Wall Street Journal See? it is See? Uh, so under Barack Obama, let's 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 pick both here's the both sides. They they it has to be bad because you got somebody here to, uh, he's a Democrat, she's a Democrat uh, under Bar- Barack Obama telling us, you know, um, it's bad. I wish they worked this hard on stories like we talk about here on the show. 
about the real unfairness in the economy, which is basically the economy itself. Doubtful the courts will let this stand on oh the economic goodness. front. Former Treasury Fuck Secretary you. Larry Summers, among many, arguing canceling student debt will increase inflation by encouraging colleges to raise tuition. Well, that if that's the case, that's the problem. Tuition is the problem, of course. People, I mean, how about um, tuition-free public universities, you know? That would be that would be a, a big step in the right direction, but of course, Larry Summers. I mean, they're throwing the Larry Summers at us, like he's somebody we're all um, you know enthralled with. And a former economic advisor for President Obama tweeted this, quote, pouring roughly half trillion dollars of gasoline on the inflationary fire that is already burning is reckless. Oh, the Wall Street shit. Journal editorial board we calls it a moral do hazard, it. writing in part, those who will pay for this write-off are the tens of millions of Americans who oh, didn't go to college or repaid you. their debt or skimped and saved to pay for college. Skimped or and saved. You see, it's that easy now, you know, you because back when... My father was young and had the GI Bill. I think NYU was $25 a credit. What is it now? Right? I think it's a bit more. So the more I love this moral hazard. We don't want to do that, you know, it's too, it's just unfair. It will, it will tear the people apart. Chose lower cost schools to avoid a debt trap. This is a college graduate bailout paid for by plumbers and FedEx. Bullshit, you do, why are you fucking reading the Wall Street Journal? You see, oh, it's the, by the editorial board of people who want the working class to be nice and easily ma manipulated and on the balls of their freaking ass. They like they worked very hard turning the American people into indentured servants. So they're not going to let go easy. So I mean I I this is the corporate media in action. Those who will pay for this write-off are the tens of thousands, uh, of tens of millions of Americans who didn't go to college. So you think that's a fucking functioning system? What Wall Street Journal editorial board? Of course you do, because you're sitting in the catbird seat of power. And you are living in a time, you know, the, of the new Gilded Age where the American people, the young people can't get established now, and then they get made fun of for not being able to leave their mother's house or something. And then they have to be chastised yet again by the Wall Street effing journal editorial board saying that, oh, Americans who didn't go to college are going to pay for those who didn't know how to skimp and save, and, and maybe they went to college and they got um, a gender study degree. 
Well, you and uh, you guys know what I feel about that because gender studies degrees are the, uh, are the hallmark of civilization. You know? That's what we should be proud of. We should be proud that we have education that's not all focused on on uh, you know uh, coming up with high frequency trading on Wall Street or or some kind of business degree. Everything is in fucking business. You know, there's other aspects to life like art and philosophy and science and music and gender studies, sociology where we get a chance to stop and breathe and look at ourselves. That's civilization. What the, what the kind of world these fuckers want is, is disgusting. It's blank and bleak. But, but for them, you understand, we will be the... Uh, the it's just like the system that we overthrew. Absolutely. That's it. That's it. In a nutshell, they'll be in the ivory tower. Well, we'll be in the fields awaiting our rewards in heaven. That's what they want. But more than this right here, um, this, this quote, not only being offensive and... Uh, you know, everything that I hate in the world, but th it is, you see what they're doing? And this is what drives me insane. You pay attention to the corporate media. The next time uh, it'll be Willie Geist or one of them will, will say how they will lament how divided we are, how the American people are so divided. Well, what are you doing right here? This is why the Republicans and the conservatives are pushing this bullshit, how unfair it all is. It's because th it's another wedge. They're, they're just hammering in between the American people. They could just as easily go out there with the, all the articles about how how uh, need how needed this is, and also you know how much more we've yet to do, and instead of leading with how unfair it is, they could they could talk about that. And say, well, some people say it's unfair, but you know what? It's um it, it is e pluribus unum in action, and if we have this predatory education lending system that has to be remedied and right now we're throwing our fellow americans a lifeline because we can't have a democracy and have uh, our youth nothing but indentured servants to banksters that's not the winning remedy for success how fucking hard is that Excuse my language. I know I'm very salty. Worse than that, the, the cost is the moral hazard. Worse. It's horrible, right? Is the moral hazard and the awful precedent it sets, like tax 
cut for the rich after tax cut for the rich, right? Again and again, my entire life. We've ne never had to fight, right, for, um, for, the, for tax breaks for the rich. There's never a, a, a moral hazard there. What's, what's the moral hazard of a country where the where 80 percent the a country that proclaims to be a democracy where 80 percent leave live paycheck to paycheck what's the moral hazard for that jesus christ oh hello haku and Winston, and Terry, and Richard, and SS1964. <sighs> I'm sweating up here in this bitch. Thank you, Jim, for your super chat. Jesus Christ. Exactly. Winston on the chat says, We invest in education. It pays off for everyone. How hard is that to say? corporate media instead of oh it's so unfair let's make a graphic and a full screen of this quote from the wall street journal editorial board that talks about how the tens of millions of americans the plumbers and the fedex drivers who like they can give a shit about those people like they give a shit about the plumbers and the fedex drivers who are living paycheck to paycheck. But you know what they're doing? They're dividing the American people once again along racial, I mean racial, well, they do that, of course, along you know, this line, along economic lines, along, I got mine, what about me? And then they find one fucking dude, they kept showing this guy, saying, um, what was he saying? He was like, this is a slap in my face. That's what he, because he paid off his loans. And this is a slap in my face. That's what he said. A slap in your face. Instead of, why don't you look at yourself? Why do you think that it's a slap in your face? I paid off my fucking loans too. Well, I'm not, what am I here? Am I here crying about it? So we shouldn't do anything for anybody unless it affects everybody the same. Well, what the f what is that? I didn't know that Republicans and conservatives were such socialists, really. Not even they're worse. They're they're friggin' communists. They want everybody the same. Okay. You want that? That's what they want. That's what they're saying. You can't do anything because somebody might feel left out. When they don't give a shit, then these are the same people that are ripping books off of shelves and, and attacking trans children and trans human beings. Dividing people. Constant division and division and division. But, and uh, the, don't, don't, I mean, don't, somebody better hold me back the next time they say, we're so divided. Because it'll happen. The, the, the same cast of characters that's going on about this, how um, 
those who skimped and saved for college. Well, what fucking skimping and saving are you going to be able to do if you want to go to medical school by driving an Uber? It's not really possible. You have to take out loans. Unless you're rich, unless you have rich family members, unless you're like perjury trader green and your family owns a business and they can subsidize your, your, uh, your hobbies like CrossFit. You know, she should have went to college. Instead, she went to the fucking CrossFit gym and, and committed serial adultery uh, with anyone who would have her. So, okay. We had to subsidize that, though. We'll get to that in a minute. Right, exactly. Matt says, it's immoral. If we forgive debt, the plebs might figure out the con. Exactly. That's it. The con is worse. You know, it, it, the con is divide and conquer. And anybody who falls for it is, is a sucker. But many are falling for it. And that's why Republicans are doing it. That's why they're fanning out all over their filthy fascist media outlets to cry about fairness. Everyone's picking on, uh, you know, uh, the, the, the plumbers and the people who didn't get gender studies degrees. You see, it's all about let's divide and conquer. And then, of course, they're saying how, um, you know, it's going to help a lot of people who have darker pigments. So, of course, that's another thing they could they could tickle those racist funny bones. And I mean, come on, the Wall Street Journal editorial board, the balls of them to to think that we are that dumb to think that they actual to believe that they give a shit about the plumbers and the FedEx drivers. These are the same people that want to keep the corporations from paying zero taxes or, you know, keep them paying zero. I have a piece of hair stuck on me. Paying zero taxes, right? These are the ones that want to keep the United States the least starperly mobile with the widest income gap. It's, you know what drives me insane too? It's, this is the same argument we hear whenever um universal health care is proposed it's this is the same it's a regurgitated rehashed version of it what about the union members who negotiated great health care plans how unfair it is if everyone has health care that's unfair to them. You know, the one, how many, how many unions are there in the United States? I, the, after the Republicans got through uh, with, with unions, we used to, the union, union, ugh, why, why can't I talk? Unions used to be, uh, the American worker was uh, 35% union, unionized workforce. I can't talk. Now it's seven it, on a good day. And they're crying about unions when, you know, 
It's the same shit. This is the same shit. Oh, well, what about uh, those who didn't do that? Well, what about like when social se- when socialist security was passed? How unfair it is. Or it is, uh, did anybody say that? It's so unfair for the elderly who already died of hypothermia and malnutrition. Because that used to be the number one cause of death for the elderly, not old age. It was hypothermia and malnutrition here in this grand uh, experiment of ours. But we can't pass Socialist Security because that it would be a slap in the face to all those who already died of malnutrition and hypothermia. So everyone should die of that because that's only fair that everyone die of uh, malnutrition and hypothermia instead of passing programs that might actually, you know, promote the general welfare. And Jim on the chat says, have Repubs admitted trickle-down doesn't work? No. <laughs> they know, No, everybody knows. They knew it didn't work at the time, but they. you're right. You're 100% right. The, have they admitted it? No, they haven't. And they never will. They'll just walk, you know, work, uh, they'll manipulate, they'll they'll dance around it, they'll, they'll talk about, um, what did they say it was trickle down? When, yeah, they're very crafty with their talking points. They were like, this is trickle down. They were calling something the Democrats were doing. Trickle down something. I can't remember. You know, during some campaign. It's trickle down something. Yeah, it was, but in a negative way. And uh, obviously realizing that or knowing that the American people know that trickle down is a scam so they call it they'll call, and they know how negatively um the negative feelings it evokes so they use it and uh, yeah but they'll they won't ever they'll come up with another name for it i imagine i mean supply side economics is the same that's their that's their highfalutin name for trickle down trickle down is just the nickname but the supply-side economics, otherwise known as voodoo economics, is uh, that's what we're still we're still dealing with. Everybody knows this, and the biggest scam, besides every other scam, is that Republicans promoted trickle down with sincerity, sincerely believing that it would create an economically vibrant and upwardly mobile working class majority. That was, that was the furthest thing from the truth. They, 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 they pushed these policies with all their, remember Reagan with the fake laugher curve and, and uh, charts and shit, all of that shit was fake. They pushed that shit to, as an assault on the uppity working class, uppity middle class. Uh oh. Speaking of uppity, look who's here. Look who's back. Get up here. You coming or not? Or are you just going to sit there? You know who it is. 
Look who it is. All right. All right, relax. Where's my e-cam? Here we go. Listen to him purring. Listen. Take it away, Junior. Into the mic, please. <laughs> Isn't that... He's a purr machine. Into the mic, Junior. Right here. Right here. Right here. Into the mic. <laughs> Into the mic, baby. That's my junior. Just that's my junior's junior. He's a good boy. All right. I can't even. This is what are we uh, like? Twenty seconds into this thing, <laughs> right? Winston says, "Start your engines." It's true. That's how he sounds. He's a purring machine. He always purrs. He never stops. I love it. He's very purdy. Right. Exactly, Jim. My other two are kind of silent. They purr very silently. This one is like... It's constant purring. It's very loud. It's good for my blood pressure. All right, let's continue. Drivers. According to the latest census, fewer than half of American adults hold a college degree. So fuck it. Fuck them. Fuck the others. So why should we care? Fuck them. And the recent NBC News poll found debt cancellation... Not particularly popular, anyway. 46 oh, yes. Let's uh, a poll. That's all we can do. Make a poll. Not very popular. I wonder why. Percent of registered voters say they are more likely to vote for a candidate who supports canceling student debt. 33% said it is less likely. Let's well, bring into the conversation. it's all about messaging, isn't it? Right? Yeah. Well, you wouldn't know that being a part of the corporate media. Columnist, the Washington Post, oh, Megan here McCardle, we go. Here and we former go. Treasury official and it's Morning Joe now. economic analyst, Steve Ratner. Steve Good Ratner. morning to you both. Look Steve, let him. me begin oh. with you just on the pure economics of this. Pure uh, economics, What do you think this does else. to the economy? What do you think it does to inflation? To the economy. It's well, first horrible. of all, Willie, it'd be difficult to overstate the vastness of this program. This is a uh. huge, huge uh, amount of money that is going to change oh. hands in basically one fell swoop of the president's pen. Oh, like a like a tyrant, except with a lot of money falling down out of his pockets onto the plebs. Aren't yet estimates, real good estimates of what the costs will be. Oh my but God! What are you going to do, Stephen Ratner? What are you going to do? It's chaos. It's it's tyranny. It's uh, it's e pluribus unum in action. Holy shit! What are you gonna do? And uh, his face and voice, I'm I'm just saying, are very irritating to me because he remind he he, he what did I write to Kay? I wrote her back, and yes, I I wrote Steve Ratner wouldn't pull a hair. For fairness, we know that. The POS, I loathe him and his whiny droll. It's like, oh, uh. like yeah, this is what it is. He's, it sounds like he's exhausted from, from gazing down at we the plebeians. 
trying to force his fellows in the ivory tower to fucking pay some taxes. How dare we? He can barely get the words out. That's what it sounds like. something in the 500 billion dollar range oh, oh. Uh, that is pure increase in the deficit and costs of the federal government and that's roughly twice the size of the amount oh. of deficit reduction what? that was in the mansion schumer you? bill that was just passed what do you in fucking terms know of, uh, the size of the spending in the mansion schumer bill this oh. is larger uh, it's the Help largest me. i believe amount of money largest, ever dispersed by an executive whitest. order most and engorged. so we just have to really uh, kind of gasp a little bit oh, at the scale of all this. That's what in she said. In terms of the economy, yes, it is It is going to uh, nudge us to the inflationary side. Yeah, sure uh, it you, is. You saw the Larry Summers and the Jason Furman quotes oh, that you yes, just put up. the quotes. I would say that that, I have is other not, quotes that, that would say not to opposite, me be a deal breaker. It's not ideal. We don't want to be increasing inflation uh, no, or inflationary pressures at this never, point in time. Never, Stephen, never. We don't want to be increasing the size of the deficit and the size of our debt no, at this no, particular point in time. The whole not, point. Steve. You're right points of Manchin Schumer was to reduce Manchin the amount Schumer. of debt through uh, deficit reduction, is not to guy, increase what it. What is he saying? And this goes in the wrong How direct- do you know? You are talking out of your ass. Because for everything he said just now, I have other articles that say the exact o- opposite. All right? Junior, what are you doing? You leave that alone. He's trying to grab something. The, saying that it's not going to add to the deficit. In fact, it's going to be not, and it won't add, uh, it won't increase inflation. And in fact, it's going to be a positive for inflation and the economy. Of course it is. Well, what they're afraid of is that, you see, I mean, if somebody has extra money in their pocket, that means it'll be more, there'll be more demand. You know, they want to buy other shit. So if they're not struggling to uh, pay their bills and choose between, uh, you know, paying off this rapacious student loan and food or rent or medical care, right? Or, you know, have to, you have to think about these things. Then uh, maybe they'll, they want to buy some shit. And that will increase demand and also by then uh, inflation will go up. And we don't want that. That's horrible. I mean, like they give a shit. Because, okay, where is this? I can't. This guy. We're going to watch it. Don't worry. Hold on, Junior. He keeps hitting me. Here we go. On that, but I think by far the biggest issue is the issue of fairness that oh, you alluded you. to in various Here we the go. other convert. Uh, Here we go. You see, it didn't matter. What words was he saying? It, it was all deficits and Mansion Schumer deficits and uh, through billion, trillion, zillion, and one fell swoop of his pen and all of these terrible things are going to happen and uh, mice living like human beings and uh, it's going to and no billionaires in space the 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 humanity of it all and here we go this this is the crux of their argument all that other shit they know is bullshit and and believe you believe you me when it comes to pass 
that everything they're talking about now with inflation, it's going to, inflation's going to go through the roof. And when that doesn't happen, will we revisit this? Will they bring Steve Ratner back to say, oopsie, whoopsie doopsie? Of course not. They'll bring him back for something else. Whenever they only seem to bring him on when the government gets dangerously close to promoting the general welfare. That's when they call him in and all of the, uh, it's going to be the worst thing that ever happened since, I don't know, the Challenger exploded, I suppose. The conversations. Uh, half of Americans who don't go to college don't benefit from this. Fuck People you. Who like your so give everybody $10,000. How's that? No, we can't do that. The only people that that can get money are those who are, uh, you know, anybody, excuse me, let me finish my sentence. I always do that. The only people who can benefit from a government are those at the top who already benefit from it. They not just benefit from it, they, they run it, they own it. They are products of the corrupt system, and they worked very hard concentrating wealth and power into their own hands. They worked very hard consolidating the media. You know, they had to lobby for years for, for, um, you know, to, to get rid of that pesk, those pesky laws that were there to safeguard democracy. The pesky laws that said you couldn't own a newspaper and a radio and a television station in the same market that that wouldn't allow that kind of cross-pollinization of one billionaire prick's point of view. Well, stuff like that, you know, they will they lobbied and bribed and had all kinds of wine parties and and hookers were involved I'm sure somewhere along the line somebody was always getting getting fucked over <sighs> literally and figuratively so um the, you know they're not going to let go of the the, the catbird seat of power easily and they whenever government gets close to promoting the general welfare, they will, they will activate their, you know, their mouthpieces. And that's what this is about. They really are, they, they are banking, not just on the American people as the, as remaining indentured servants to banks, but uh, they're banking on the American people being, uh, you know, stupid, stupid enough to not see the ruse, stupid enough to be activated by that shit. Like, going, like, yeah, I never went to college. Well, if that's the case, you know what? It also reminds me of, I think I told you this story when they, many years ago, there was a, a subway strike in New York. And, of course, all over the media, and we have these local papers and whatnot, 
and some are run by right wingers. And of course, the New York Post is a is a rag that's run by Murdoch. It's another Murdoch cesspool. And all over the um, these outlets, they were ra- every every man on the street was you. Uh, I can't remember the guy's name who was the head of the union. Now we'll just call him Smith, right? So they're like, you Smith. You better get those people back to work. Like so, they have. Uh, let's go to the to this person over here, and it was all. Uh, yeah, this is terrible. I don't get. What were they asking for? The you know, whatever health care benefits, uh, pension, right? I re- yes, that's what the, that's what it was. They they were fighting for part a pension was one of their things and. Uh, the everyone they would interview on the street, they're like, so I remember some bitch like, I don't get a pension, you know, get back to work. So I, if you don't think that that that's all purposeful, that it's you know uh, they don't even try to do both sides. But at, at that time, I rem- I was so pissed. I was like, why don't somebody put a freaking microphone in front of my face? Because I walked to work. I mean, I live in Queens and I and I worked in Manhattan. So I walked every single day. And I rode my bike. And at the time, I'm trying to remember what else. Yeah, that was it. And I said, and it was winter too. And I remember saying, why don't they put a, a, a microphone in front of my freaking mouth? Because what I would say is I'll walk every damn day until they get a fair contract instead of yeah i don't get a pension well you know what bitch you that's the wrong argument if you don't get a pension you should be like yeah well they should get a pension and so should i you see but they they divide us and it is so it is so obvious to me but because the American people have been so propagandized over so many years by the corporate media, they don't even recognize it anymore. They don't recognize the fact that they're not middle class, that middle class isn't, um, that if you are living paycheck to paycheck, you're not middle class. And They've interviewed the American middle class or, or those who think they are. Everybody thinks they're middle class, whether you're uh, on, you know, poor, really, really on the low end or yeah, I, I've seen middle class. I have people in my family who are middle class. They look it. They live like that, you know, but that's, you know, uh, not everybody's that way. You're not middle class if you cannot save $400. So the, and also you're not middle class. I mean, like I said, if you're living paycheck to paycheck, that's not middle class. If you skip two paychecks and end up on a food bank line, like what happened when Trump shut down the government numerous times, right? Shut it down, shut it down. 
but if that's what you, you need to uh, go to a food bank after two missing two paychecks, I mean, that's not middle class. Middle class should be, you shouldn't be living paycheck to paycheck. You should have enough and then some. So you can go to a fucking gender studies class if you want in your spare time, right? You can spend your life doing more than just scraping and serving and uh, trying to keep your head above water. But, you know, I mean, and then they, the, the whole, the quote they read about people who scrimped and saved and paid off their debt. And now they're going to take it on the chin. Well, why don't you reframe the argument? But of course they won't. That's what we're doing. They would never. Because their point is to, to drive that wedge. And then we're supposed to forget, I guess. I mean, you know, it's almost invisible. People don't really see it. They don't see that the wedge is being driven and how that is uh, killing this country. And in the next breath, they'll talk about how divided we are. But they keep, it, they keep dividing us, you see? And then they'll invite this guy on, Steve Ratner. Family that worked hard, took an extra job to put their kids through college so he didn't have to graduate with debt. Well, who, where the fuck is this person living, too? I'm sorry. I know I, I don't let it go for like five seconds. And, and you see, he is, he's another one. And Steve Ratner talking about how somebody took a second job to, uh, to work their way through, right? A half of Americans who don't go to college don't benefit from this. People who, like your family, that worked hard, took an extra job to put their kid through college like so he didn't have family. to graduate with debt. Like your is he talking about Willie Geist's family? Your family, if Willie Geist is pushing 50 years old, so if he's talking about his father or his mother taking a second job to put him through school, the, the thing is, where do you live? Like I said... This, when this guy was young, when this Steve Ratner sucker was young, um, it was a much different world. You could go to school for free. UCL, UCLA was free. Everything changed after Reaganomics. They did that deliberately. And now they want us to believe that we're still living in that world, but they don't want the to set up the economic conditions for that world. You know, it's like Republicans, they do it all the time. They, they hearken back to this past. They all talk about how my, my daddy was in the coal mine, my mama went to college and worked and did this and, and, and scrimped and saved and, and sent me to school and I'm the first one to do whatever the fuck I do. And... Yeah, okay, wonderful. Um, let's go back to that time when we had a top marginal tax rate of 90%, right? And a 35% unionized workforce. How about that? But they, they want to talk about all the successes 
but not any of the uh, uh, the you know the ground rules that were created by progressives by the new deal that made all the, all of that possible in what fucking world would they live in without the new deal you see they, it's their it's their origin story except the times have changed they still want you to think that uh you know everybody's middle class that the american were you know is the greatest whatever they they still say that we have the greatest health care which makes me want to puke which we don't because we have the measurably worst health care in the in the developed world measurably worse worst not worse but Steve Ratner's talking about when I went to school and I went to, you know, I mean, he's a lot older. I don't know how old he is, but that world doesn't exist anymore. Thanks to people like him who did what they did. They, they benefited from the New Deal and then they did everything in their power to destroy it right behind them. It's the truth. Uh, that's why I can't, I mean, I can't stand Republicans. They have zero, they, they're like babies. We talk about it all the time. They are infants, they're babies. They, they, you know, they want all the benefits of civilization, but none of the responsibilities we have to each other. And every, and if that ever happens, if government ever promotes the general welfare that's when they lose their minds but the real game is divide and conquer and that's what they're doing here too and it's divide it's not you know they want us fighting each other they don't want us looking up at the top don't get anything from this uh, oh. there, are, there are substantial questions of fairness here in terms of uh, who's going to benefit and who's going to be left uh, without really oh, getting any yes. benefit from this. Ooh. Megan, your piece. Oh, I can't, the, the balls of him. You know what I mean? I just can't take it. The, the absolute gall that this guy who, where is he? You know, every other day of the year. And the uh, or every other hour of the day, every other day of the year, where is he in regard to fairness? I never see him anywhere. He's never building habitat for humanity, or 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 uh, feeding the homeless, or housing the unhoused, or you know, I mean, he's never doing any of that. He's talk. He's never. I've never heard him talk about fairness except when it comes to dicking us over. You know, uh, knocking the working class out at the knees. He's only doing it to, to, uh, to activate the already activated, the angry, like, eh, ah, I don't want to... See, it's like government, it's Goldilocks government. Government is just right in the ways it benefits me. That's Goldilocks government. This one is just right. That's, that's Steve Ratner, Goldilocks 
No, no, this one is too, too, it's not, it's uh, too unfair. Bullshit. Please. Look at that face, too. It is the worst. The Washington Post is titled Biden's Student Loan Fix. It's perfect for making the problem worse. Now, realize this is already going on. The segment is already going on for 10, 10 minutes. And it's not even halfway done. To dedicate this much time to how wrong it is to throw people a lifeline in this student debt bomb that will blow up in all our faces. I didn't go to school and I didn't take out loans. Well, you live in in this country, don't you? It's like these freaking anarchists. Remember I was telling you about that show? It was actually, I think it was on HBO. I forgot. I thought it was on, oh shit, here we go. We got a, we got, we're being spammed. We're being spammed. Thank you, guys. Thank you. I don't want anyone jumping off the Tarabuster chat to go to the love best adult dating site chat. But now I lost my train of thought. Shit. I'll remember it as soon as I start watching it again. Um, there certainly are a lot of people out there this morning who kind of feel like suckers for having worked a second job or having paid off their are student you? loans or gone to a college maybe that they thought they could afford versus one that they'd have to pay off for. Suckers. You hear that? You're not. I mean, what is this bullshit? I'm, I'm so sick of him. I, I cannot. What is the point of Willie Geist? Anybody tell me again? <laughs> what is the point? of him he's oh he's always the one that's um talking about how the supposedly working people will be upset with each other if somebody gets health care or yeah he's the one that's always railing against universal health care because it's so unfair to people who already have health care <laughs> i mean hello I know it's incredible. And now what is this bullshit? People are feeling like suckers now. No. Why are you putting that thought in the, in people's heads? That they should be, Oh, should I be a sucker? Maybe they didn't even realize, oh, should I'm a sucker? I paid off my fucking student loans. I must be a sucker. Because other people are getting debt relief. So let me, let me be upset about this and ensure that my government doesn't do anything ever for anybody except the 1%, because that's the only time we won't hear all the complaints about fairness. Instead of uh being so oh you must feel like a sucker don't you why don't he uh, use his platform and and talk about e pluribus unum talk about how we cannot have a democracy and a uh, and this kind of income disparity 
and how education is is an investment that we make in each other. So we shouldn't be investing in turning in uh, youth into indentured servants. We should be investing in actual education. And this is how we set the future up for success. And it, and it matters for all of us. Isn't that, nobody's a sucker here. Except the suckers who fall for this line of bullshit that they're peddling. This divisive bullshit. I, it's so infuriating to me. For you know, 20 or 30 years. Um, so what's your, let's break down your piece a little bit. What's at the core break of your argument against this? Uh, look, I agree with Mr. Ratner. There are a lot of reasons that this is problematic. It causes fairness problems for people who worked hard to pay off their debt. Or it causes fairness problems. All right, everyone, for people who worked hard. To... No, what, I... what the fuck, people? You know, everything in life is timing. What are you going to do? What am I going to do? Right? So I paid off my loans. What am I going to do? Why can't you be happy for somebody? Why can't you understand that things have changed? And stop thinking. I mean, this, this thinking that you are uh, the center of the universe, that's not, that's not what it means to be a, uh, in a civilization. You know, oh, that's what I was saying, talking about these anarchists. That was on, the, on HBO. It was a show about these fucking anarchists, whatever. And um, they, were, they got on my nerves, of course, because they reminded me of Republicans, and uh, many of them considered themselves libertarians, which means, what is that? What is a libertarian? There's no, nothing more tedious than a libertarian, really. They, uh, it's all, you know, wanting all the benefits of civilization, but none of the you know, uh, none of the responsibilities we have to each other. And then, so they all went to this, um, this thing, this, what do you call it? Seminar, not, you know, convention. Um, it was called an Acapulco. It was all, it was in Acapulco, right? So they all converged for this, this, uh, convention. But then I started thinking more about it. And, um, yeah, how'd they get there? They they flew. Why don't why don't they make up their own, uh, you know, air traffic control? Why don't they get there on their own? They draw. They drive our roads. They use our water. They take. Why don't they shit in the woods? You know, they're shitting in our sewer system. And. I don't know. Why don't they shit in a bag and then go bring it out to the woods or something? They want all the benefits of civilization, but none of the responsibility. And that's them. That's these people. And anytime it happens that, uh, you know, we're going to hear this. Anytime <laughs> the American people get a break in some way, Somebody, it's not going to cover everybody. And the other thing is the Republicans and conservatives are constantly talking about how there are no, how do they say it? Um, 
we are uh, now there is no equal outcomes right that they always criticize they criticize normal people progressives democrats for for saying that um equal opportunity not equal outcome that's what they say as if we all that as if liberals normal people don't really know that already of course not so they the republicans say that we all we're no one we're not guaranteed equal outcome well hello uh, of course hypocrisy is the beating heart of the Repu- well they don't have a heart so what could it be the wind beneath their uh their taints, I guess. Uh, so it's hypocrisy. You know, government is just right in the ways it serves them. Equal opportunity. So now I guess they're saying they want equal outcomes for all. Is that it? Kids through school without that, um, but it also is going to create pressure for bitch? future such bailouts. Oh my you know, god! You look at the the graduate, the people who are enrolling in college next year, right? They are getting the the, the reduction to a five percent uh, rate on their income based repayment, but they're not getting the ten thousand dollars. Oh my and goodness! We'll give it to them then. Look at that and say, look, tuition's still going up. Why? Uh, this is this is unfair, and they are going to say this is they- unfair. Well, why don't you we fix this fucked up, rapacious, predatory education system then? Okay. So what? We put a band aid on a bleeding artery. It's time to fix what's broken, not cry that let's not do anything because it's it would be unfair to somebody. To some people who, you know, they they want to activate them. They want to tickle them and and say you're being you're being abused. It's unfair. Everyone's treating you so unfair, just like they treated Trump so unfairly. Administration, what about me? You're you're kind of creating this pressure to keep doing this over and over again, and it's not fixing. It's not only not fixing the problem of rising college costs. It's actually making that problem worse. Oh, so there's yeah? considerable evidence what? that, in fact, subsidizing student loan debt, you know, it, it seems like a great idea. It oh. allows people, you say, look, you're going to be making a lot more money in the future. Let's let you bring a little bit of that income forward and use it to pay your tuition in the same way that we do this with mortgages and car loans and business loans. But the problem is that colleges can respond to that by saying, oh, you can pay more, let me raise tuition. And that has been yeah. one of the things driving um the the last but that is uh, this is what they keep saying they're gonna raise college tuition well why don't we make public university tuition free that would put some uh you know competent competitive price whatever you call it obviously i'm not a i'm not an uh an economics major so let's make tuition for public colleges free oh well whoa 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 can't do that i'm sure that that somehow would be unfair to all the people who go to a private college that will be unfair or something you know, 40 years of, of tuition increases is this ability to pay more. And so by making it even easier to borrow money, the thing I said in the column is this is kind of like trying You're to quit smoking by switching to unfiltered cigarettes. 
So, Rev, what about the fair? <laughs> Good one. Uh, whatever that means. You're trying to quit smoking by switching to unfiltered. How? How is this the same? But how is throwing people a lifeline uh, um, somehow like, you know, um, quitting smoking by by switching to unfiltered or filtered? Give me a break. It's not like we 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 won't just because you do one thing doesn't mean that you do another don't need to do another thing it's like there is a a crisis a student loan crisis so we threw some uh you know a band-aid on a bleeding artery yeah, it didn't fix the tuition problem. It didn't fix the income disparity and upward immobility. It didn't do, you know, the 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 uh, systemic change that we need. It didn't. It didn't do that. But this is unsustainable. The way we're going, this trajectory of churning out nothing but indentured servants. But that's what they want. You understand, they, especially the conservatives, they, want, they don't want the American people educated, well, especially the Republicans. They don't want to invest in the future. All they give a shit about is how much money they can shove into their own pie holes and lie holes, and, uh, well, also how much they could lick Trump's ass, I suppose, but... This question, I'll let you take it to Megan, but Here people, we go. This the majority of Americans now. don't have a four-year college degree, and they're saying, wait a minute, why am I paying for people who went to college, took out big loans, and then got that wiped that out in, in tax increases, in, all, in this uh, half a trillion dollars, potentially, that's going to have to be spent to cover it? What do you say to that? I mean, I, I think you understand that feeling, but at the uh, same, uh, uh, in the same way, I think that a lot of people would say, I'm glad to see people may not have to go through what I went through. I mean, yeah. it's kind of that? really. How about that? Okay. I finally agree with something he said. Why are you framing it like this? Why are you framing it as a, I don't got mine. So we got more to do. Uh, tricky to say, I went through two jobs, so I want everybody to have to go through two jobs. I think it's probably the more mature way to say, I'm glad people don't have to go through what I went through. But I think, Megan, where I agree with you, and I, I want you to elaborate, is where we put pressure on those institutions to deal with the higher tuitions and to deal with what they are doing to try to uh, to meet the hour. I, I happen to think uh, the way uh, the president moved yesterday was good uh, in terms of direction. I wish he'd gone further. But I, I think that it does not address the escalating uh, college uh, prices well, or college uh, uh, the amounts that they're getting for tuitions and all. And I think that there needs to be more focus on how we kind of bring that in. Yeah, 43 million people now in line to have a chunk, at least, of their student loan debt erased. And as many as 20 million people could. Did you realize how long this has been going on? I know. 
the, how many times he's going to talk about this and say the same thing about unfairness. Clear all of their student death. Those are the figures from the White House following an executive action yesterday by President Biden. The president acknowledged it's not a perfect solution, but he calls it a responsible plan to address a broken system. And not everything I'm announcing today is going to make everybody happy. Something is too much. I find it interesting how some of my Republican friends who voted for those tax cuts and others think uh, that we shouldn't be helping these folks. Something is too little. But I believe my plan is responsible and fair. Well, let me see what else. We're not going to watch the rest of this. It goes on a long time. But you get the point, because I wanted to... T we, we're still talking about this, but I wanted to... It, while I, while it's in my head, uh, I wanted to go through some of these, the hypocrisy of the Republican Party. And I know you're shocked to hear it. Where is it? Ah! Come on, man. Oh, here it is. I like the way they put this. This is from Daily Kos. <laughs> Jessica Sutherland writes, they're having a barbecue at the White House and only Republican hypocrites are invited. I really appreciated this. If you go on Twitter and you go on the White House um, Twitter site, so the White House. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. Hold on. I just want to show you what I'm looking at. I'm saying, oh no, <laughs> I, I, it, it just comes up. I just typed in Twitter, right, on, to, on the browser. And I don't know why I get Fox News goes right to the top of my Twitter feed, but I find it amusing how the, how the Republicans, they make memes out of these people. This is what they're doing at Fox News. God help the people who work there. If you need help, you do need help, I'm sure. But making memes out of Jim Jordan, making a meme. What about Americans who already paid off their student loans? That's a quote from Rep. Jim Jordan. What about? What about him? What about him, fucker? What do you want to do with them? You want to give them $10,000 too? Okay, I'll take it. Republicans aren't happy unless they're dividing the people every which way, including loose. I saw another, where was it? They're making these memes out of these fuckers. Where's the other ones? I saw one of Moscow Mitch, which was pretty frightening. I thought it was a joke at first. It's got to be here somewhere. Oh, yes, they hate Fauci. We know that. Oh, yeah, something. So, oh, a gay pride video. Something terrible is happening. I'm sure. You see how gays, gays are, you see how gays are, they hurt children, you see? Because one fucking rando 
at a gay pride event somewhere. That means everybody is a danger to children, as we know, of course. But they did a meme about, I don't know, they're really pumping out the, the goddamn propaganda. Oh, there's Hunter Biden. God, God help us all. But they did, they, they literally did a meme about uh, featuring M Moscow Mitch McConnell. And I thought, who the f who would spread this meme around? Look, Richard Burr. The Biden administration is taking from poor and working Americans to give to the highly educated and higher earning elite. Of course, this is their framing. The elites. We're supposed to hate each other. The world, uh, the American people. People support me because I keep the state open and protected their job. Look at look at Ron DeSantis. Isn't he the most vile-looking, squinty-eyed fuck you've ever seen? Piece of dirt. Anti-freedom. Oh, God. Uh, this guy, too. Waters. Biden's like the reverse Robin Hood. He's robbing the poor to pay the rent. I mean, it's such bullshit. Absolute bullshit. No one's robbing the poor except you. You want the everybody to pay, right? You want skin in the game. None of this earned income tax credit for the poor. None of this. None of you want. None of this progressive taxation, right? They all want. They want skin in the game. Even though the poor pay taxes too, they just maybe don't pay federal taxes. But you see, I mean, as as if we're supposed to believe that Jesse Waters gives a shit about um, robbing the poor to pay the rich. That's what they do every single day. That is the Republican agenda. Oh, here it is. Ew. They made a meme out of this guy. Look at this fucking picture. Excuse my language. You took that and on purpose and made a meme out of it. And who is going to share it? I'm sure the people who will benefit from it will love it. The question is, is it fair to everyone else? Like, you give a shit? Like, Moscow Mitch really gives a shit, right? That's what we're supposed to believe. They really care about unfairness. How? I mean, they must think we are all as dumb as the idiots who vote Republican. Uh oh, what is Kevin? So oh, Kevin. Kevin Sorbo says, "I don't care about your debt. You went to college. You're supposed to be. You're supposed to be smarter than me. Figure it out." Oh my God, I hate these people. I hate them because they're they're such. 
they are the gift to the oligarchy that just keeps giving. They are the America-hating, up, uh, upside-down world, unpatriotic monsters from uh, all our nightmares. So over at the White House, there, I, I, I appreciate this. This is, in my opinion, doing it correctly. Here we go. The White House Twitter feed. Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene had $183,504 and PPP loans forgiven. They are naming and shaming these pricks, these these, uh, uh, these hypocrites. What am I doing? Where is it? What is this? What have an saying? agenda for that. They need long, but for, for our government just to say, you know, okay, well, your debt is completely forgiven. Obviously, they have an agenda for that. They need votes in November. So the timing yeah, is a pure coincidence there as well. Wow. But it's completely Curious. unfair. And you, you, put it you put it together. You put it together. The fact that when people people the fact that people vote for politicians that actually listen to them and meet and help you know meet their needs isn't that strange it's what a coincidence that people would actually want to vote for politicians and representatives who uh, do shit for them you know, make the make the 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 government work for all instead of going on doing nothing. I mean, Marjorie Perjury Trader Green does nothing all day except a podcast and um you know, she does nothing but spread lies. She's a dumbass. She's dumb. But she's also very upset about the fairness. Coincidence there as well. But it's completely unfair. And taxpayers all over the country, <laughs> taxpayers that never took out oh a student my God. loan. I didn't get a PPP loan. Their bills and, 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 you know, maybe even never went to college, oh, which is hardworking people. Yeah, they hard shouldn't working. have to pay off the great big student loan debt for, for some college student shut that piled up hole. massive debt going to some Ivy League school. Oh, That's- shut your goddamn troll hole it's not fair it's not fair it's not fair that i who never took a ppp loan had to had to had to just basically give you perjury trader green a trader who on the third day in congress after being sworn in had to request a pardon from the fake ass president who received fewer votes the trader that that me 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 i never had a ppp loan me 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 and i never uh you know why am i paying for your ppp loan why am i giving you a hundred and eighty three thousand dollars what what the what the hell what are you doing with my one hundred and eighty-three thousand five hundred and four dollars? You filthy fascist traitor who hates government. You hate government, right? Yeah, that's what I keep hearing. You, uh, you don't worship government. You worship God. 
not that we worship, not that normal people worship government. We just expect it to actually function, not just as a means to jerk off a, uh, a non-charismatic leader who's non-leader, really. <sighs> that's, what that's all they want to do. That's what they want government. Government only functions to to soothe the eggshell fragile ego of a con man. That's the Republican agenda. But, you know, great. We paid for Perjury Trader Green's PPP loan. Great. We gave... That's, do you understand what happened? Did any of you get a check for nearly $200,000 in the mail during the pandemic? Anybody? I'm looking. Nope. Did anybody get a uh, PPP loan for a hundred, nearly $200,000? I see on the chat, Jim says, I had a PPP loan, but it was for lost wages. Look at this. Another porno site. What is going on? These fuckers. <sighs> yes, uh, Jim says, I had a PPP loan, but it only was for lost wages. I came out even. Must have done it wrong. You must not have borrowed enough. Like Perjury Trader Green. Right? Wait, where is it? But I really appreciate that the White House Twitter feed is taking these scumbags to the woodshed. And they need to be. And it needs, that's what, you know what, that's what they should be talking about on, on Morning Joe. But of course they won't. Because that's not their agenda. Their agenda. You you realize that we went through that that segment, which was over fifteen minutes, and it was not even halfway done. So that, I guess that was pretty much a bulk, large bulk of the show devoted to um, tearing down this student loan forgiveness under the guise of it's not fair. Uh, well, more will be revealed. It's it's only not fair if you are uh, are stupid enough to fall into that trap and think that somehow this civilization. You know, sometimes you get something and I don't, and maybe I'll get something and you don't. Like you know, equal opportunity doesn't mean equal outcomes as Republicans always pretend that is their rallying cry. Well, here's another one. Congressman Mike Kelly, who who tweeted on his uh, Twitter feed, well, where else would he tweet, asking plumbers and carpenters to pay off the loans of Wall Wall Street advisors and lawyers isn't just unfair, it's also bad policy. And of course, the White House reminds us that Mike Kelly took out $987,237 in PPP loans. Well, that's what he that's 
that's the amount of loan that that um, were forgiven. Am I saying this right? I don't know. <sighs> so nearly a million dollars. Some, I mean, somebody. That's like giving him a check for nearly a million dollars. That's like giving this one dude nearly a million dollars. Did anybody get a million million dollars in the mail? But they're pissed off that somebody might get ten thousand to release somewhat, you know, the grip around their neck, the bankster hold, squeezing the life out of them and us, and the, the squeezing the life, the soul, the spirit out of America. That's what they're doing. When they turn the American people into nothing, when they treat us like nothing but hosts from which to suck profit and discard. That's it. They, they, you want to talk about moral hazard or what's fair? They're, they're murdering the very essence of what it, what America needs to survive not even thrive, just to survive. We need the basic, just the basic understanding of we're in this together. That's why you form a government and a civilization. There's no other reason. Go, I mean, like I say to these fuckers, go and move to the woods. Move to the forests. Or wherever the hell. Get off the grid. You don't like it? You don't like playing in the reindeer games? You don't like sharing with other people? You just expect everything. You expect the roads to to be nice. You expect everything to function. You expect the water to come out of the tap. You expect to flush the toilets... Right? And where where does your poop go? You expect it. All of the 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 benefits, the byproducts of civilization. Well also, you know what that takes? It takes education. And who knows? When we invest in our youth, we invest in each other. We invest in the country. Who knows? You know what? What what uh, mysteries will be revealed? It's right. I mean, as far as you never know. You never know. That's why I mean, I often think of you just think about the world the way it was for thousands of years, where the rich ran and owned everything, and everybody else toiled in the fields. Like how many beautiful uh you know poems were never written and or great works of literature or i mean fill in the blank just in general all the silence all of the the riches of humanity that were you know just squandered away into the funneled into the rapacious, never-ending, bottomless pits 
at the top while they did, yeah, send people to the fields and shut up, you'll get your mansion when you're dead. Okay, well, Congressman Matt Getz took out, well, he had 482,321 dollars in PPP loans forgiven. For what, I wonder? Why? Why do you need a PPP loan? Gets everyone. This is what he writes. Everyone knows that 60 billion plus European land war. It's always the last 3 billion that kicks in the door. Is that supposed to be funny? (laughs) Well, he had half a million dollars. Someone, that's what we did. We sent this sexual predator, wolfy looking fucker, um, nearly half a million and was like, all right, have fun. How many 10,000s is that? <laughs> Divide that by 10,000, right? 482? The 100? 4,820? That's what I mean. Yep. So, but it's always, here's another, the income driven repayment proposal will save the average borrower more than 1000 a year, but you know, it's always income driven. And that's another thing that gets on my nerves because it should be, this is how they get us, right? This is why, where the, um, they, we allow the, uh, you know, the, 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 the wedge, to be hammered in by dividing people. If you, it should be, if you want to go to school, you go to school. You go as far as your abilities take you. And that's the way it should be. Anybody, rich, poor, if you want to go to school, you go to school, just like public school now, from K to twelve. If you want to go to school, you go to school. Donald Trump's kids can go to school in public school. Anybody's kids, rich or poor. That's the way it should be for college. You don't, you want to go, go. It's paid for. You don't got to turn into a, 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 an indentured servant. And everything in this country watch it you know what i mean because it's it's all this means testing everything and the democrats do it and the corporate media uh always presents it as if it's a given and this is how how you would do it god help us if socialist security was a means tested program you know, and that's what Republicans are, have been trying to do for generations. But there should be some things that we do in a country that we do for each other that that applies to everyone, like education, like uh, high speed internet. That's another thing we went we were talking about. Everything is. 
uh, you know, like the um, the way they divide us along these economic lines creates resentment between working people. Somebody a little bit higher on the ladder is resentful of people lower on the ladder because they're getting subsidies. They're getting high-speed internet. They're getting what it, what it, what it, whatever it may be. But that's all. I mean, that's what, I mean, come on. Come on. Don't we get it? That's another thing. I wish, I know Bernie talks about it, but he doesn't frame it or uh, it's not about framing. It's also, it's about not just framing it as uh, the, a, a, a means of division, but he, he never, he never frames it like that. I mean, of course it's about other things like maintain or creating a functioning democracy, but it's also about um, unifying the American people. So you can't, because you really can't be um, that upset about how divided the country is, (laughs) how we, how the American people are, if you're for dividing us. Someone's alarm is going off outside. If you keep dividing us, divide us along whatever. Uh, somebody gets high-speed internet. Somebody gets medical care. Somebody doesn't. You know what I mean? You do know what I mean. I know you know what I mean. Let me check in on you to see if you know what I mean. Oh, yep. Jim says, that's the problem with zero-sum capitalist thinking. That's right. Right? Haiku, for one, we have free GPS access because of our taxpayer funding. Why Republicans never complain about that? That's true, actually. I didn't think of that, too. Exactly. That is true. But, you know, I mean, the fact that for example, we went over it when um, when Joe Biden announced the high-speed broadband. Let me see. High-speed internet for low-income families. Let me see. Affordable broadband. Congress acted by including... Where is this? Since the passage of the Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act, many federal agencies, states, localities, nonprofits, and other stakeholders have been working to ensure that these new resources are implemented equitably across the country. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. For the digital divide to shrink all households, whether in rural, urban, or suburban areas, must be able to access reliable, affordable broadband options that strengthen community through connectivity. That is true. The work of the digital inclusion is essential to supporting broader efforts. Blah, blah, blah. Where is it? 
The Affordable Connectivity Program is a long-term initiative enacted with bipartisan yeah, right, support through the infrastructure law that replaced the short-term emergency broadband benefit program to help families afford high-quality broadband services. The EBB was enacted as part of the Consolidation a Consolidated Appropriations Act of 2021. All right, whatever. Public response. Uh, wait, get to the bottom of this. I'm trying to find out what the... Well, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, let me see. Biden. Here it is. Here it is. Biden-Harris administration announces $401 million for high-speed internet access in rural areas. Can you believe? It's sort of like the Tennessee Valley Authority, in a way, where um, FDR... These, these fuckers would still be sitting in the dark, of course, if and not just sitting in the dark as they are now, figuratively if not for government bringing electricity to these to remote areas where you know hey uh i guess fdr th had the vision to understand that we wouldn't be a really good country if we left people in the dark literally that we were building a foundation for the future. But, hey, it was so unfair that he ran electricity, not him personally, but that they ran electricity to these remote shitholes when um, the people in New York, they already had electricity. They already paid for it. Why would you? This is so unfair. Why don't we let them? We should have let them sit in the dark and think about it. Think about what they've done. <laughs> so U.S. Where is this? Uh, Secretary Vilsack announced today that the Department of Agriculture is investing $401 million to provide access to high-speed internet for 31,000 rural residents and businesses in 11 states. Let's see when, what states there are on this plan. Huh, how interesting. Arkansas, Arizona, North Dakota, shit. Let's see, Lisa Mc. Oh, Alaska. I can't believe it. Tom Cotton. In Tom, I don't see Tom Cotton uh, upset about this. How unfair it is. 
that some of his his suckers will get internet access. This rural development investment will be used to deploy fiber to the premises network and co- connect 986 people in Tom Cotton's goddamn district. Ten businesses and 145 farms will receive high-speed internet. Tom Cotton doesn't even have the manners or the maturity to say thank you. The company will make high-speed internet affordable by offering low-cost starter packages with voice and voice data. What? I don't have voice data. Unfair. Discounts will be offered to those who participate in the Federal Communication Commission's Lifeline and Affordable Connectivity Programs. Well, well, well. Wells, wells, wells. Look who fell down the wells. Montana's Steve, uh, John Tester. Is he, is he a normal person? I forget. Yes, he's a Democrat. Well, he's halfway normal. Uh, who else? Well, whatever. All these loans and grants. Oh, look at this. Ted Cruz's district. The Roy- will get 16 million, nearly 17 million. These, um, this rural development investment will be used to deploy fiber to the premises, a fiber to premises network. This network will connect 1,402 people, some of them, uh, no doubt, suckers who voted for Ted Cruz. 50 businesses who will all have, um, they probably more than half have let's go Brandon signs hanging up and 712 farms also, uh, let's go Brandon bullshit and public schools where Republicans hate, I guess they'll have, though kids will be able to surf the internet between live shooter drills. So do their homework, research, you know. Maybe they'll be able to search how to um, survive a live shooter drill. The cooperative, what? That's practically communism. Will create high-speed internet, or or will make high-speed internet affordable by participating in the FCC's government, big government, affordable connectivity and lifeline programs, giving residents discounts for their services. <laughs> I don't get a discount. What the? F- I don't get a discount on my internet. What is this shit? Jesus Christ. This project will serve socially vulnerable communities in Palmer, Bailey, Cochrane, and Lamb counties. Oh, don't worry. Ted Cruz hates you anyway. He's probably never been it, been to any of those communities. They, he thinks he'll get cooties or something. God, I can't take him. I can't take him. Yeah. <laughs> 
These Republicans, you see what I'm saying? Jeez. You see what I'm saying? I know you see it. Let's see. Here's from the Atlantic. Actually, you dumb bastard, Steve Ratner, canceling student debt will cut inflation. That's uh, Joseph Stiglitz writes, we want to fight inflation and we want to keep the labor market strong. One of the most important ways to achieve both goals is to forgive a portion of student loan debt. And yesterday, President Joe Biden, who, by the way, received the most votes, I know how weird that is, announced that he was doing just that, canceling up to $10,000 in student debt for those making less than $125,000 a year and designating an additional $10,000 in loan forgiveness for Pell Grant recipients. And that's what I mean as far as making it qualify only for people $125,000 or below. That's how you, that's how they set up the, the tension between the middle class and those lower on the ladder. They want that middle class to be like, fuck this. I don't get, what if you're making 126,000 yet you have a, a, a massive student loan debt. Maybe you went to medical school or something and it's hundreds of thousands of dollars. And what do you do? You get a resentment. That's what happens. And that's what they want. It's, you know, if they didn't want that, it wouldn't happen. But, you know, they would, they would have, they would promote policies that, that unify, not divide. And they do it. The division is so insidious. It's done in such a, an underhanded way. It's almost invisible in a lot of ways. And it's all, it stems completely solely from the fact that we have a system that runs on legal bribes. That's how we got here. Let's see. Critics are attacking the measure even as at its most modest level with its targeted exclusions and benefits and inflation as inflationary and unfair, which ugh, will make me makes me want to puke. Whatever your view of the student of student debt cancellation, the inflation argument is a red herring and should not influence policy. Taking that logic to the extreme, Canceling food stamps would do far more to reduce inflation, but that would be cruel and inhumane. And fortunately, no one has suggested doing so. A closer look at the student debt cancellation program suggests that the new student loan policy may even reduce inflation. Well, don't let Steve Ratner know. 
At most, its inflationary impact will be minuscule, and the long-term benefits to the economy are likely to be significant. Now, you can't tell me that Joe Biden, who is there, they what they say is their number one focus right now is reducing inflation because they realize, uh, well, besides every other number one focus, that but they realize that it will it will matter in the midterms and it does matter in general in people's lives but um you can't tell me that joe biden and uh the uh, advisors who aren't like trump advisors they're or republican advisors they aren't friends they knew in college or uh like like in the system the founders overthrew where you would get a dukedom or some kind of position merely because of who you knew or what or where you or what family you were born into that's the kind of system they're trying to bring back but you can't tell me that they had they didn't go over these numbers until the friggin' cows were going home or coming home where are they going until they were going home on the subway, probably. So you can't tell me that they they just were like, duh, let's do it. Like Trump, right? The most beautiful student loan cancellation, the most tremendous, like no one's ever seen. Well, everything that the filthy fascists did were were solely for political benefits, not for your benefit or mine. So, of course, I you you better believe they went over all the all the numbers, all the possibilities, and came to the conclusion that this is good. This is good for the economy. This is good for the American people. What do you think they they need? They want to increase inflation before the the midterms, God help us. The contention that debt cancellation will be inflationary consists of a series of flaws. To start with, the value of the reduced debt repayments is so small that the cancellation's impact will be negligible. Although the broad estimates of the total amount of canceled debt can be big, some reach hundreds of billions of dollars, these figures derive only from budgeting practices for how credit programs like student loans are recorded. The government and budget analysis calculate a number that is known as the present discounted value of foregone payments. I know this is hard to follow. This corresponds to a current estimated value, not of the lost payments this year, but of those in all future years. In other words, this calculation treats all of the losses from debt cancellation as though they occurred right now in a single year. A far cry from the reality. You see? But those are the numbers that Steve Ratner and Willie Geist and this Megan McArdle bitch that they're all doing and running with while going, unfair, unfair. 
Such an accounting procedure can be an appropriate practice for thinking about the government's long-term balance sheet, but it is a but it is a very poor guide for understanding what actually happens to people's spending. The inflation hawks compound this error by assuming that the indebted students will take their forgiven debt and go on a spending spree, a splurge of such magnitude that they would have to somehow find someone in the private sector willing to lend them the same amount at low interest rates to finance their extravagance. Economic theory says that these individuals will, at most, consider this an increase in their net wealth. I say at most because in many cases these loans would never have been repaid at all. An economic theory also says that an increase in wealth is spent gradually over the course of a person's life, not all in one fell swoop. The amount, the actual amount of annual debt payments that would be reduced now during the present inflationary episode will probably run to the tens of billions of hundreds, not hundreds of billions. The lower number is likely because, again, many of those whose debt is being forgiven would not be making the payments anyway. Many people with these debts simply don't have the economic means to repay them. The cost of cancellation is far less than the value to be realized when student debt repayments resume after having been halted during the pandemic. Right now, because of forbearance put into place in 2020, no payments are being made on these government-owned student loans. This policy was essential to, to stabilize the economy during the pandemic as part of a larger program of cancellation. The Biden administration would end forbearance. The resumption of these payments in January is estimated to be worth more than $30 billion annually. And these numbers are modest relative to the size of our economy. Still, their net effect will reduce inflation. Of course, that's why they did it. That's why they did it. Oh my God, another one in here. Get the fuck out of here with these. These goddamn porno sites everywhere on this chat. What's going on in the chat? Where is everybody? You're still here. Uh, well, there you go. Well, there's um, another, there's an article of, by an economist who is no, is no uh, scrub. I don't want no scrubs. I'm saying the exact opposite, but you know, that's how conservatives are. They fix the facts around the policy. And then they also mentioned people, the usual suspects. Um, one was Tim Ryan. He's a Democrat, but he's annoying. He's another one of these. It, it, isn't it funny though? This is, it's the same thing that Willie Geist does. He, Tim Ryan is another one of these, um, people, I guess, who who say that 
it's terrible that universal health care would be bad because it would be unfair to people who already have health care. That's that's his stance. So it's it's not surprising. He's another one. That's like this is unfair. Like fuck you. Oh, sometimes that's all you can say. As far as commentary, you know, really. Why doesn't I wish he would listen to this show? Damn it. But the point is, as far as what what we're talking about is as far as unfairness we need to do okay if it's unfair we need to do policies that are across the board for everybody that's how we put e pluribus unum into action and we it it, it would be in our souls you know that we're in this together. Not only in, in, we're the greatest country, we can do anything. But Joe Biden always likes to say how we can do anything. We're the United States, God darn it. And we can do anything except, what, take money out of politics? Except ensure health care is a right? Except, right? I mean, fill in the blank rein in or make a more a more equitable tax structure that doesn't turn the working class into the working poor I don't know what do you want from me I'm just a terror buster on a on a terror buster podcast Oh my God! Let's see. Here we. Here's an article. Uh, college costs have increased, as I said earlier, by 169 percent since 1980. This is from CNBC website. But pay for young workers is only up 19 percent. Abigail Johnson Hess. Yeah, Hess. Let's see. Post-secondary education policy has failed to keep higher education affordable even as formal education beyond high school has become more essential. Today, this is a report, today two of the three jobs, two out of three jobs require post-secondary education and training while three out of four jobs in the 1970s required a high school diploma or less. That's when Steve Ratner was coming of age. Yet while young people today need more education to complete to compete in the labor market, a college education is more expensive than in the past. And, you know, let's never miss an opportunity to kick down on anybody. Anybody and everybody, as long as it ain't us, right? Even though we know it is us. When we kick down on others, especially our fellow Americans, we're kicking down on ourselves. God, but we're so lost. I mean, come on. Look at the Republicans. Jesus. So incredibly 
ridiculous. Hold on. Yep, yep, yep. And the other thing they were saying, um, I didn't grab it on the, on it was a little bit earlier in the clip was uh, Willie Geist was going on about how back in the day during back during Obama's term, one of his two landslide election terms, they. Um, him, Obama, uh, or whatever, bailing out people, people's mortgages. And that's not what happened. We know the banks were bailed out, not the, not the homeowner, but, um, that is what inspired the famous Rick Santelli rant. He actually said this, that. Uh, and we know this rant. Uh, those who aren't corporate media mouthpieces know that that Rick Santelli rant was part was a scam. The and it was the ruse for this bullshit Tea Party movement, which was completely funded by the Koch brothers. Okay, let me see, Rick Santelli. Uh-oh, here comes the junior. It was a complete astroturf. And we know it. It wasn't a, uh, you know, um, a, uh, a movement of concerned citizens who were taxed enough already. It was bullshit. Here's from the Huffington Post. And now, but, okay, okay, okay. Let me, let me explain. We get this, this thought process. The, that's, see, okay. <laughs> I can't even. It's so much easier to go with the bullshit than it does, than it is to do journalism. I didn't, what, is what I did journalism just now? No. I Googled it. But it's not, um, I don't know. I don't know what it is. It's so much easier to just go with the bullshit story. That's what corporate media is there for. They don't do journalism. They don't even Google. They, all, all they do is they, they enable the, the, the fiction. Here. Okay, from 2000, the original article was from 2013, and then it said it was updated in 2017. So, And the article is from the Huffington Post by Eric Zeus. Cool name. And it was, uh, and it's called Final Proof that the Tea Party was founded as a bogus astroturf movement. This is not a conspiracy theory. This is nothing uh, tinfoil hat BS. It's well known that the Tea Party is a bullshit astroturf movement. And the fact that Willie Geist and the rest of the Morning Joe mouthpieces spread the, the bullshit again... And now that that will be embedded in the American psyche. Not that this, it, it, what will be embedded is this, the bullshit that 
all of the sudden an uprising of people who were taxed enough already. They were inspired by this epic rant on, on uh, what? Fox business? Really? So they were so inspired that they allowed the Koch brothers to paint buses with taxed enough already. Where the fuck they get that? And they f- lo- they loaded their f- their lard asses onto these buses to to take them to Washington D.C. All expenses paid, so they can stand there and say we were taxed enough already. S- suckers, who's taxed enough? Suckers. But what they were really complaining about was the fact that Obama was elected. That's what they didn't like the most. And they were having a tantrum. But corporate media and the Koch brothers, they, they seeded this, the, the, all of the, whatever, all their propaganda outlets, this fake-ass story. But okay, here we go. Let me show you what I'm looking at. Besides Tara Jr. Jr., who's sitting here, you might be able to hear him. Here we go. (sighs) Let me see if I can put that over there. You know what? I'll do this. Hold on. Hold on. I'll do this. I'll take a screenshot. Boom, boom, bitty doom. It's hot in this bitch. I'm sweating. I'm sweating over here. And then I'll do this. Where's me? There's me. Where's my screenshot? You see, you're getting to see how the sausage is made. I know how we, I know how fascinating it is. It is the that's why this is the best show that was ever ever of all the shows. You're in the best one right now. Oopsie. That's too big. All right. All right, Junior, we hear you. Have to be over here. So, okay, here, 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 here we go. Here is a screenshot of the Koch's 2002 introduction of their tea party. Okay? From the original tea party leader, Sam Adams, back in 1773. The Koch founded and run Citizens for a Sound Economy, shown there as as running this tea party, subsequently divided itself into two parts, Freedom Works and the Americans for Prosperity. Both parts ardently pushed this tea party movement, 
which didn't yet exist. Okay. Then on November 8th of 2006, their coming website was announced specifically in Chicago as the Sam Adams Alliance. So they write, the Sam Adams Alliance, dear friend, it has been a momentous year in politics across the country as politicians and rogue judges. Oh, well, we know all about them now have blatantly disregarded the will of the people by electing a black man. Excuse me, I mean, uh, on spending, on property rights. Keep in mind, this is the Koch brothers. On the size and scope of government, which is only just right in the ways it serves us, the billionaires, and our dumbass supporters. And more. Millions of citizens like Tara Jr. Jr. responded by taking matters into their own hands and paws to put it to put meaningful sub meaning uh, selfish substantial reforms on the ballot. In meaning well, what I should say is meaning probably gay bashing. While we're certainly, well, while, excuse me, while we certainly have a long way to go, it's inspiring to know that this is the beginning of a larger movement to restore the citizen control of government, meaning um, billionaires, citizens, because all men, and they mean men, are created equal, but some are more equal than others. We are pleased and proud to announce the formation of new organizations, the Sam Adams Alliance, and its partner, the Sam Adams Foundation, which will soon become something else. Not good. Those of you who were able to join us at the inaugurable action, inaugurable action Conference in Chicago this August heard a lot. A lot of talk about this Sam Adams bullshit. Activists of the Year, Mary Adams, <laughs> no relation, described him as a true citizen leader known for his courage, dedication, and his keen ability to set the brush fires of freedom in the minds of men, meaning gay bashing. Most importantly, he recognized that true change begins and ends with strong citizens' networks of fools, dupes, haints, taints, freaks, geeks, and ghosts of the Gilded Age, and the recognition of individual talents, like <laughs> like those girls who sang for Trump's inauguration. <laughs> over there, over there. Oh, my God. Can you believe where we live, Junior? 
The Sam Adams Alliance has been formed to take the mission of empowering local volunteers and citizens who have nothing better to do to the next level. We believe that the government should serve the citizens and not the other way around. Well, isn't it kind of a give and take? How does the government serve the citizens if the citizens don't? Put in the fucking effort and, you know, get involved. We also, but well, that's, you know, that's them being Goldilocks. Not Goldilocks. That's, well, them being babies. All the benefits of civilization, none of the responsibilities. We also believe that, isn't that it really is to a nutshell right there. That, that, uh, what am I saying, Junior? We also believe that the greatest resource is in this fight is people. Because of this, even though we hate people, our primary aim is to empower those who seek a more limited, accountable government, helping them form a freestanding, effective, and lasting networks and states across the nation, and they can do so because of uh, more than half are on socialist security. Isn't that weird? This project is about learning from local leaders, forging, even though how is that possible? It's like the blind leading the blind. Forging new alliances, providing support, connections, and services. Like what? Uh pray away the gay service that all that local groups can grow and flourish into uh treasonous movements like uh, such as january 6th local volunteers and leaders are the paramount players in ensuring that the government is limited and accountable to the people and that means that it will do nothing for those people except tell them that they're under attack by other people. We aim, in short, to be the premier networking station for citizen volunteers and local leaders who want to make a change. Okay, okay. Our time with Americans for limited government has been rewarding. That's taught us valuable lessons that we will now inflict on the American populace despite us receiving fewer votes. It has also laid the groundwork for what we believe is the necessary step towards a citizen movement which will one day try to overthrow the Capitol, but in the meantime, take a shit in the halls of the Capitol, of said Capitol. Okay, expect to hear more from us over the next few months. God help us. We hope that you will join us in uniting citizens across the country. And by that, I mean, we mean dividing them along every fissure of disunity. So that they can light a few brush fires of their own. And maybe one day try to hang the vice president. All right. So the Sam Adams Alliance's CEO, 
Eric O'Keefe was described by Sourcewatch as having deep ties to the Koch brothers. He helped launch the American Majority Tea Party Group, which trains right-wing candidates for office. He sits on the board of directors for the Growth with, with uh, Growth Wisconsin, which ran divisive ads funded by the Koch brothers in support of Scott Walker. Remember him? <clears throat> Scott Walker's radical overhaul of collective bargaining rights in Wisconsin. He has also served on the board of Koch Brothers Institute for Humane Studies, which, of course, is far from humane. The Alliance co-founder, John Tillman, is now the CEO of the Chicago Policy Institute, which was started in 2002, described as a free market principle, a focus on free market principles, also deeply tied to Coke brother money, money bullshit. Can you imagine being these? I mean, one of them is burning in hell now, but that's what you do with your, your, the money you inherited. Okay. From your daddy who was in bed with Joseph Stalin. And that's you. That's what you do with your money. You you try to destroy American democracy with all with all your might. All right. So during the closing years of George W. Bush's presidency, the Sam Adams Alliance actively educated or propagandized their followers, including a meetup with Americans for Prosperity, Illinois. The Sam Adams Alliance sam adams project they're, they're not very creative with their titles uh, was profiled in a blog at the new york times in 2008 which noted the project's ties to Koch brothers americans for prosperity then here we go barack obama was elected president and the sam adams alliance was still only a Chicago organization advertised for paid for unpaid workers or interns to apply to the Koch's program. The extremely conservative Rick Santelli was on the floor of the Chicago Mercantile Exchange during this time, telling CNBC's very conservative audience that Obama proposed economic stimulus caused America's founders to be rolling over in their graves. And at 2.12 in the video, he urges that there be a Chicago Tea Party in July, but doesn't mention the Tea Party or Sam Adams by name. Finally, the Koch's own astroturf grassroots movement became very public and active at the Coke Freedom Works at the Coke created Freedom Works. Unmistakably, this is now known as the Tea Party movement. Notice that the here, here, I'll show you. We got a new pick here. Beep, bop, ba, da, bop. 
it's all it's like a uh, a a bullshit movement. I mean, the, the the point is, it was created before, and then the the filth, the coke filth, saw their opportunity and exploited it, as they will and do. Why does that come in so big like that? Well, that's what she says. Okay. That's... All right, where is it? The Sam Adams Project. Okay, finally, the Koch's own AstroTurf grassroots movement became very public and active in the Koch Freedom Works. Unmistakably... This is the Tea Party movement as we know it. Notice the URL shown here says, I am with Rick, which means I am with Rick Santelli. In other words, it means that Freedom Works was serving as a national megaphone for Rick Santelli's rant. The Illinois campaign was the first of the federal and state campaigns to go public, but that operation might have been a trial run for the federal campaign. In any case, since the very same person, Brian Stenheiser, was atop all the campaigns, both federal and state, there clearly was a coordination on a national level. And the seed money... And subsequent funding came from the Cokes. Mark Ames and Lasha, Yasha Levin first reported in 2009, less than a month after the start of Obama's presidency, that this Tea Party, not even generally heard of at the time, was actually no grassroots movement, but instead a single, a, excuse me, instead a large-scale operation of the Cokes and their billionaire friends. Ames and Levine published this report on their own news site because no major uh, news, uh, other news uh, medium would publish it. The basic theory behind this Tea Party movement was first clearly publicly stated by then-Congressman Jim DeMint in The New Yorker in 2001. Nicholas Lehman wrote that DeMint told him, quote, today fewer and fewer people pay taxes and more and more are dependent on government. That's their bullshit line. Every day, the Republican Party is losing constituents because every day, people vote themselves more benefits without paying for it. You see, more divide and conquer, more uh, there are takers and makers. We should be all hating each other, of course. That The goal of the Tea Party, therefore, at least from a standpoint of the people, such as DeMint, now, the head of the Heritage Foundation, I'm not sure if he still is, but um, is to loosen the bond between voters and government by privatizing Social Security, Medicare, public schools, and other programs. And the best way to force that is 
to starve government of the funds for such programs. For public education, another means was private school vouchers, which would transfer some students to parochial and other private schools. Thus ending teachers' unions. You see? I mean, the, the game it is still being played. It's still in progress. And except they're, they, they're further down the go. Oh, hi, Tara Jr. Look at this. Oh, look at it. <sighs> so my, my whole point here, I'm looking at the time. Let's, I'll put this article on the Discord page. I haven't been keeping up with the articles there. I better, I better start keeping up with them again. Wait a minute. Hello. But I'll put that one there so you can read it because it goes on a lot longer and there's more links and uh, proof. But the point, the reason I brought it up, as we know, is to basically point out yet again how the corporate media failed and fails. I mean, they should be embarrassed for themselves. But to simply repeat this this fantasy is um, is is really uh, part of the problem. And the article I read is not from some, you know, Joe's Last Chance website. It's from the Huffington Post. Final proof that the Tea Party was founded as a bogus astroturf movement. This is nothing new. But that's okay. It doesn't matter how many times we have to tell the truth. It won't stick. Right? They'll just repeat. Repeat the bullshit. Repeat the lies. Repeat the fantasy. Now the fantasy about canceling student loan debt is that it's going to inspire another tea party. Well, if it does, it's because they're looking for an excuse. They're looking to, to wrap their fake astroturf movement around this supposed upsetting event. People are upset. It's so unfair. Well, it's not unfair. And even if you're not directly benefiting from it, it does benefit every single American. Because we're in this together and we don't need to, don't, don't we want a government and a, and a country that works for all? And I sure the hell want to send uh, youth, I want to educate youth. I want them to reach their full potential. Because that's the kind of world I want to live in. I don't want to live in a shithole where all the good shit happens in the ivory tower and the rest of us can only pray out in the fields. God. Right, Junior? All right. Listen, listen, listen. Hear ye, hear ye. 
Tara Jr. Jr. is cranky. And we're, uh, we will be meeting here tomorrow. Tomorrow night. Same bat time. Same cat, excuse me, time. <laughs> Same cat channel. So let's do it. What do you think, Junior? Will you want to come back tomorrow? Should we come back tomorrow, Junior? <laughs> You're such a pain in my ass, cat. Say something. Give me your paw. Give me your paw. Give me your paw. Get ow! That I don't mean your mouth, your paw. Yes, it all comes down to greed. It does, Zenny. You're right. So, all right. Listen, listen, listen. We will meet tomorrow. Will we? Yeah, we will. Tomorrow night, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for our regular Friday show. <laughs> Maybe Junior will be here. Of course he will. Will he be as salty? Probably. I don't know what his problem is. What's your problem? I tried to teach you to speak English. Speak English. Get a grip. Get a grip. All right, listen up, guys. Thank you so much for hanging out tonight. I want to thank all the supporters and the super chatters, Jim and Richard, for keeping the show alive, and for the patrons at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. If we didn't have you, I think I might, I don't know, I might go, I might go FYI Nation on this bitch. Who knows? Who knows? And, um, yeah. No, but I, I love you too much. Remember what I say. Well, besides the fact that we will be here tomorrow at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard, but remember to support the show, the platforms that this show is proudly hosted on. I don't know. How do you put it? First of all, we got Rockfin, of course. And we got Progressive Voices. That's always nice. And APS Radio News, our newest platform. And go over and say hi to Charlie. And tell him Tara, Tara from Tara Buster sent you. And Tara Jr. Jr., if you must. Tara Junior Junior. <laughs> What's up, Junior Junior? All right, Junior. Listen, listen, listen. We know. They know. That's why they got to cry on fairness. They know that we will win. See, they got to pretend that they give a crap about fair. Please. But they know that um, we are on the right side of history. We 
are on the right side of decency, dignity, and democracy. Guys, thank you so much for hanging out. My name is Tara Devlin. We stick together. We win. I'll see you tomorrow night.